Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Driver Show DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. Moving back to the Monday time slot here as uh, golf takes more of a center stage in the sports calendar as we get into uh, March and April and eventually into the summer months. Of course, everybody knows that we'll have some big tournaments coming up with the players uh, in March and the Masters in April. So I move this back to uh, Monday night's. Give it a little bit more shelf life for those of you who might be watching on a playback and uh, still get the information that we always do out to you here for another week of Daily Fantasy Golf. Of course, I am Justin Van Zuden, STL Cardinals 84. I have Derek Notorious Farnsworth alongside as usual. And uh, Noto, I, I mean, I'd like to say how you doing. I know we, we had a sweat last week. And if you're not familiar, you can check out the golf channel in our Discord where uh, Noto and the gang put together a uh, made cut parlay last week that I believe was about plus 1900 on the uh, odds on FanDuel. And I have to have Noto give a little quick recap of how that went down. So uh, Noto, I hope you're doing better since last Friday. But uh, for those that might not be aware, uh, let the people know what happened last week. Yeah, I mean, like they say on Ted Lasso, it's the hope that kills you. Um we had so we yeah nine leg parlay. Um, everyone picked one guy to make the cut in the Discord, and uh, we kind of cut it off at nine because we didn't want to get too many. Anyway, I had a uh, toasty, and it was looking pretty good. You know, all our morning guys ended up getting through. It was looking like the cut was going to be minus two. Toasty ends up three putting his what thirty fifth hole, second to last hole of the event, and it looked like he was going to miss by one. 
then all of a sudden there's just all these bogeys happening. Um, we got the minus one being the favorite for the cut. I think it was up to like 87% at one point. And then, uh, yeah, we just had had some max pain there at the end. We had uh, Victor Perez birdie in one of the hardest holes on the course. A couple other guys just absolutely nails uh, down the stretch. So we missed the missed it by one spot. There were 65 golfers. We just needed one guy to drop down, but uh, couldn't get it done. Yeah, so one golfer uh, away from a nine-way uh, made cut parlay, uh, and the one guy only missing by one stroke is pretty brutal, especially since – when you factor in Thursday, I mean, I think he had, what, four three-putts total, something like that? Four on Thursday, I think two on Friday. Okay, so, so, yeah, six, six three-putts. And his first his first hole of the tournament, 80 yards out, middle of the fairway, dunks it in the water. Um, that should have just been a – that was a sign of things to come. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We'll run it back this week. So, if you aren't in the Discord yet, uh, hop in there, and we'll make a made cup parlay here, I don't know, maybe on Wednesday. All right. So, I, I, I was – I don't want to say happy, but I was secretly going to be jealous if the first one hit because I, of course, I do taxes for a living. So this time of year uh, gets a little bit hectic for me. And so I missed out on all this uh, as Noto was crafting it and, and getting it in the discord. Uh, and so I, I did not partake last week and I was going to be jealous if the first one hit because, you know, then odds say, hey, what are the odds you're going to hit, you know, two plus 2000 parlays in a row. So uh, I, I'm happy that it, at least I'm sad for you guys that it didn't work out, obviously, but happy that I can still get in on the ground floor now for when we eventually hit one of these, uh, I can join in on the fun. So it was still pretty interesting to sweat that last week, uh, with everybody along in the discord. So if you're not in there, you can check us out, uh, rotogrinders.com, get in the discord, uh, free to join, free to chat along in the golf channel. And that really, uh, brought some life to the party last week with everybody sweating that out. So uh, get in on the fun. And we got, we had Meansy in there. I mean, Meansy was sweating golf. Like, uh, you yeah, I know. Like it's just old hat for him. It, it was, you just got right in. So that was pretty funny. And, uh, and I'm going to submit a pick uh, in, uh, into the, uh, the parlay this week. So uh, I'll contribute to the cause and uh, we'll see what we can make of that. So uh, it was a fun sweat last week, uh, maybe a, a little bit uh, of a of a slow burn for those of you who uh, lost out with it, but uh, just another example of how the cut sweat makes golf uh, a super interesting sport for, for both DFS and for betting. As for the tournament itself, I mean, we kind of said don't be surprised if it's a little bit of a weird leaderboard. Uh, kudos to Jake Knapp for getting it done. Uh, we talked about kind of distance being an edge last week and, and him being a a long hitter. He certainly looks like the favorite for rookie of the year at this point. Uh, CT Pan back up there in the mix. Good weeks from Patrick Rogers, finally, and Robert McIntyre, Doug Gim with another top 10. So uh, some faces that we talked about on the show last week. And obviously with that made cut parlay almost hitting, uh, you know, we were, we were on some, uh, some good plays and uh, just a matter of trying to get all those guys through the cut line. So I presume that uh, did not bode well for your DFS lineups uh, with Toasty missing the cut as well. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, didn't have the best week of DFS, but uh, Don Yeezy's in the chat. He, he mentioned uh, Justin Lower, Justin Lauer um, last week. So uh, he played really well. So that was a nice pick. But yeah, it felt like we had the, you know, the prototype picked correctly. We had a lot of good plays. Um, just didn't have them in the right lineup. But yeah, uh, Nap. 
at one point after the second round, he was first off the tee and first on approach. He had gained like 10 strokes ball striking in two rounds. It was pretty uh, incredible. Um, and then there on Sunday, man, it looked like he was giving it away there on the front nine. He was hitting it all over the place, but ended up right in the ship and uh, got the job done. So I don't know if you heard, but uh, he's a former bouncer. <laughs> I mean, that was, they ran with that story. I and know it was they did. posted all over the PGA Tour uh, website and yeah, <laughs> they, uh, they got their money's worth there. So uh, good on him for getting the win and, like you say, kind of uh, right in the ship after uh, what surely was a nervy start there on Sunday. But uh, three really good rounds preceding that uh, gave him a little bit of breathing room there, and uh, he was able to pull away and win by two. Um, and, uh, yeah, yours truly here won the snake draft last week, so uh, I, I can uh, contribute uh, my $19 back to the cause for this week, uh, got six guys through the cut out of seven on the snake draft. So we'll take that and uh, hopefully run that back tonight at the end of the show as well. All right. It's time to switch gears and uh, and move to the Florida swing. That's what we've got this week. The Cognizant Classic at the Palm Beaches or something like that. This used to just be the Honda. It was very easy to just say the Honda. Now we've got like 10 words in the name. Uh, so the cognizant classic, I'll uh, try to remember that might still say the Honda from time to time, but the course uh, is the same. Uh, this tournament has been held here for about the last 16 or 17 years. They have converted one of the long par fours to a short par five. So, uh, the course is now going to play as a par 71 instead of a par 70, uh, that's just, I mean, par is just a number, right? So uh, in theory, we'll see better scoring uh, with the one hole being changed to a par five. Uh, other than that, uh, the rough, not quite as thick, it seems like this year from what I read today. Uh, so we might see uh, a little bit more scoring than we usually see at a tournament that uh, that tends to play pretty tough. So uh, why don't you take that uh, and run with it with the overview of the course this week? Yeah, I mean, for starters, why can't we have the names of the event just be like, name is like the Bear Trap Open presented by Cognizant, whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean, that that would make it roll off the tongue so much. But easier. I mean, then you could just have it the same tournament name because it just gets so hard trying to look all back. Tournaments change sponsors all the time. Yeah, it's just uh, it. some of them change like every year, too. And then uh, it's just a mess. But uh, yeah, the course, this is a, a really difficult course, typically one of the top five toughest on the PGA Tour. But like you mentioned, they did change the 10th hole into a par five. So we'll see how that ends up playing. Um, water's in play on 15 of the holes. So typical Florida course where you're going to have a lot of penalties. Uh, this course has the bear trap that uh, is one of the toughest three hole stretches on the PGA Tour, bunch of bunkers. Um, and you're not going to see this isn't a driver heavy course. The average driving distance was only 280 yards last year, but longer hitters tend to play well for whatever reason. I don't know if that's because they take advantage of the par fives or just because they you know, are better with their long irons. You do see 60% of approach shots hit from 125 to 200. So maybe it's you know more iron play than it is uh, driving distance, but for whatever reason, longer hitters have had some success here. Uh, course history, pretty predictive. So you want guys that have played well in Florida, guys that have played well at this specific course. And yeah, as far as uh, you know, my research, uh, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be a first look show for me. Um, I'm not ready or I'm not used to the Monday night show. So uh, I'll be going through the field for the first time. So we'll see how that goes. 
Yeah, so I did uh, go through a, a good chunk of uh, research before the show tonight. Um, and, it, you know, it was uh, it, just really interesting to kind of see the dynamics of this field and already messed with uh, building some, you know, kind of shell lineups on my own. And I uh, have come to really like the way the balanced approach uh, fits together this week. You know, we've got the usual, okay, we've got five golfers above 10K. Rory McIlroy's in the field this week. He's pretty clearly the class of the field, but he's also $12,200 on DraftKings. So uh, it's not like he's just marginally higher than uh, the next few guys. He's 1500 higher on DraftKings than, uh, than any other golfer in the field. So uh, notwithstanding the fact that uh, you can maybe find a little bit of value at the bottom, um, it's just tough when you see a guy at 12-2 and, of course, the pricing floor down to 5K, uh, which seems like it's going to be a, a permanent change. But it's tough to fit Rory at 12-2. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick hasn't been playing great golf. Tom Kim, you know, it just I'm, I don't have anything against these guys, but for the first week in quite a while, it's like I don't feel like I really have to have somebody at the way top uh, like the balanced builds a lot better. So uh, do you disagree? What do you think about these uh, five-figure price golfers this week? Yeah, I'm kind of with you in that if you are playing one, I'd probably rather try to get up to Rory than play, you know, Tom Kim, Henley, Fitz, or Young. It just seems like they are overpriced, even though the field strength isn't that good. There are some good plays in the nines that you can start with. Um so I would probably look to Rory first. He hasn't played here a lot in his career. I don't think he's played. Yeah, last time he played was 2018. Uh, he did win here in 2012. I'm not sure if that was at this course. I imagine it was. But yeah. Uh, so I so you at least got that. Um, you know, he lived in Jupiter for a long time. I think he still does. Um, so he's very familiar with Bermuda. Uh, had some positive Bermuda splits for a long portion of his career. So he'd be the one guy I would look to above 10k. Um, Tom Kim's never played here. Uh, Fitz hasn't played here in the last five years. So, and I mean, he Henley hasn't seems been like playing a, well at all. Fitz yeah. hasn't been playing well anywhere. Yeah, yeah that's true. And then uh, Henley does feel like a good fit. Uh, he's finished 20, 20th, 8th, and 3rd here, his last three appearances. He's one of those guys that doesn't make mistakes. So, if you are looking at bogey avoidance, I think that could be an interesting stat with all the water in play. He kind of fits the Chris Kirk mold um, from last year, one year. So I don't mind looking to to Henley and, and Rory up top. Yeah, Henley's the one guy that I kind of have my eye on there. Um, if I play one of these guys, I think he'll probably be the one that I get the most exposure to. Uh, it does worry me to kind of be under on Rory. Probably won't full fade him, but uh, just uh, that, that price tag, uh, a little bit tough to fit in there. So Cam Young, Fitz, Tom Kim are probably passes for me this week. And um, part of the reason why I mentioned that is I, uh, and liking the balance build is, you know, not a whole lot of dip down to this next tier. This is a stronger field than what we've seen last, uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, Eric Cole, this is kind of where he kickstarted that rookie of the year campaign last year. Noto mentioned that, uh, that Kirk is the defending champ. It was Cole that he beat in a playoff uh, and Cole really hasn't looked back since then. Uh, Poston, in theory, a pretty good fit for this course as well, particularly if the putter stays hot. Uh, you know, you've got Sungjae on a course where maybe uh, keeping it in play and out of trouble uh, could benefit. 
Penny on's been playing pretty well. Kirk, of course, is the defending champ. So all these guys will save you a little bit over the uh, the five-figure price golfers. And uh, it seems like, I don't know if everybody, like after one missed cut, nobody, suddenly nobody really wants to play Eric Cole anymore. Um, I, I mean, now he's seeing courses, especially this course where he finished second last year, seeing it for the second time. Uh, and you know, he finished T10 in his last start. So it's like, he's made three cuts in a row since the one miscut when he, you know, was pretty popular. Uh, but we were kind of off of him that week as well. So to me, starting with Cole or Poston, uh, or, you know, Sung JM makes sense in the nine Ks. Uh, I think I'd probably rank them in that order. Uh, maybe you can flip, you know, flip flop and if you see a preference, but uh, yeah, I like starting with Cole or Poston in a lot of lineups this week. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Poston, or sorry, Cole's one of the few guys that we just don't get wrong on this show. For whatever reason, he's one of those guys that uh, seems pretty easy to predict. Great finish at the Genesis. T10 is really impressive given the field and given the fact that that's a you know pretty driver-heavy course. So yeah, I'll go right back to Cole. Um, he got a little unlucky last year to not win that um, playoff against Chris Kirk, like you mentioned. Um, and then I really like the bottom part of this range. Benny on's been playing great. I think he has four top fives in his last 10 starts. He's been pretty good at this event in the past. Then you have uh, Shane Lowry, who probably should have won this event as well. I don't know if you remember. He stepped up to 18. I think he needed a birdie to force a playoff. And there was just an absolute storm that uh, that popped up. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I didn't until you just – yeah, uh, now I do. And he hit his drive like 230 yards because it was straight into the wind. And then afterwards, he was just livid about his bad luck. So, um, yeah, we feel you. After we're missing that uh, parlay by one leg, we feel you, uh, Lowry. We, <laughs> we had some bad breaks too. But uh, he's been playing some decent golf. I like him. Then you take a look at Keith Mitchell. Uh, I believe he won here in a playoff or right over Ricky and Brooks one year. And uh, look at his stats from last week. He gained 2.7 strokes off the tee and 8.1 strokes on approach. So are you on your boy, Killer Keith? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, because you mentioned he's always tends to play better in Florida as well. Um, the, the water on this course really scares me because he tends to be crazy, uh, you know, wild at times. Uh, but uh, always better in Florida. Uh, you've mentioned that, uh, you know, guys that hit it a long way have succeeded here in the past, even though you wouldn't think that and, uh, coming off those back-to-back top twenties. And last week, uh, it was a struggle for him at the start. He was like plus four through three holes on Thursday. So that, you know, T19, if he just gets off to a little bit of a better start, could have been in the top 10. I've been lukewarm on him for quite a while. Uh, not really riding the uh, the old killer Keith wave, but uh, I think this could be a spot maybe to to hop back on. And you know, if he ends up getting a top ten or a top five somewhere, uh, suddenly you're going to see him be pretty popular again. So I still think he's maybe a tad overpriced, but I think he's a really strong tournament option this week. Yeah, I like him too. Uh, any thoughts on Minwoo Lee? Yeah, probably off of him, but. Uh, I, you know, that's one that makes me nervous. It didn't play well in Phoenix. I mean, we haven't the, the, if you look at his last five tournaments, uh, his finishes have gotten progressively worse each time. So I don't know. I think I'm off of him for now. I, if I'm taking a, a YOLO bomber in this range, I'm, I'll, I'll save the 600 and take Mitchell. Yeah. I think I'm right there with you. 
his approach numbers are just so bad, but um, for every reason, he's one of those guys that always gets more ownership than his projection suggests he should. So uh, it kind of makes him tough to, to roster, but he's an easy guy to root for. So maybe that's has something to do with it. What about Berger? Do we are we back in on Berger? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm okay on the health front. Um, I played him. He was a late. Um, he was a late swap into my player pool a couple weeks ago in Phoenix because somebody withdrew and I can't remember who it was, but Berger was right there at the same salary. Um, so I ended up playing him some like I'm okay with the health front, but you know, 9,200, it's not like you're getting a discount. Um, again, I think I probably prefer Mitchell. Um, and frankly, probably prefer going down to Jaeger at 8,800, but, uh, I don't really have a strong take on Berger at that, at that salary. Um, another guy that when he was on, you know, these are the types of courses where he played well. Yep, two fourths and a second here in his career. So, course history's there, but uh, I like to make a lot of good plays in that. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and you know, you get into the eights, uh, the balance builds just start to look pretty nice because uh, you can fit in a few guys. Uh, Don Yeezy in the chat was saying, you know, the 7K range looks pretty good too. So you go in the sevens, eights, and nines, and you make a lineup where it looks pretty good on paper at least. Um, I didn't mention him at the top, but Jaeger, another strong finish last week, his second third place finish in his last three starts. He just keeps rolling along. Got nap coming off a win. Pavone's been playing really well. Of course, he got a win a few weeks back. Uh, you know, Straka can still contend on the right week. So maybe a, you know, a few risk reward guys in here, but, uh, if, especially if you're looking for cash games, guys like Jaeger and McCarthy, are always pretty steep, uh, always pretty safe. I think I'm going to just keep rolling with the Jaeger until he lets us down. So he's my guy in here. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I used him as my one and done last week, so it didn't have me now available. Uh, so that ended up working out for me. Uh, he's always one of the more consistent guys. I think he gained across the board um, in Mexico with this T3. So 
I'm with you. I like Jaeger. Don't love the rest of the range. Um, I'm usually on Denny McCarthy, but who's just pulling up his stats. He's lost at least a stroke, at least a stroke and a half off the tee in seven of his last nine starts. And the irons have been pretty bad too. So he's kind of been riding a hot putter, which does worry me a little bit. And I think I'll pass on Hoygaard, Shaka, Pavon, you know, Nap coming off the win. So uh, I don't like anybody. Maybe a little bit of Alex Noren and Justin Rose at the bottom. Yeah, I'm okay with skipping on the middle part of the 8Ks as well. <clears throat> Again, Jaeger, definitely my favorite in here. I think you can make a case for Hoygaard, but uh, uh, he's been putting up, uh, obviously, uh, some solid results on the DP, DP World Tour, uh, 16th, 6th, 11th to close out uh, last year. So uh, we haven't seen him as much on the PGA side, but uh, I think he's uh, he's okay and uh, probably lower ownership than than a lot of the others in that range. Um, you know, That's list actually, is there. Go That's ahead. a good point. I was just looking at his stats, so or his uh, form. So I'm showing he has a sixth and eighth, a second. 11th and 11th so far this year so yeah that's so i i got i got trapped there because i started talking about it and then i realized that the draft king i had DraftKings up and the DraftKings player card only goes through the end of last year so i didn't have his 2024 number so that was the, even the, better the finishes i gave were the end of 2023 and then the finishes you gave were the start of 2024 uh so that's a bunch of pretty i was wondering why he was 8500 and had pretty decent odds so uh, I think I've probably talked myself into him being part of my GPP player pool, um, mainly because, you know, I, I think that uh, the the couple of guys around him there uh, aren't certainly aren't guys you have to have this week. I don't love Hostler here, um, nor I'm I, I pretty neutral on. Um, but uh, then you get down, you know, into right, the guys right around AK that, you know, you, you maybe only got three or four guys in here, probably in your player pool. Uh, you mentioned Rose uh, as we get into the higher part of the 7K range. Uh, Hoagie's been playing okay as well. He was eighth at the Genesis, T6 at Pebble Beach, 17th in Phoenix. So three straight top 20s for Hoagie after a, you know, a kind of a tough end to 2023. Uh, so he's picked it up a little bit again. You've got uh, Olison in here as well, uh, who played on the PGA side last week and made the cut at the Mexico Open. Uh, anybody that's standing out to you in the upper 7Ks? Yeah, I mean, Pendrith really let me down last week, um, but he is two for two here. You know, he's a bomber, so if you want to, do want to play that distance angle, uh, he just uh, had a couple of bad holes that, uh, you know, kept him kept him back from making the cut. Um, Hoagie, for whatever reason, hasn't played great here. You would think such a good iron player, he would have a better track record here. Maybe it's a Bermuda thing. Um, I haven't looked at his Florida splits yet, but... Uh, so that worries me a little there. Uh, Spenton's a good ball striker. Don Easy's mentioning Bazudin how in the chat. I don't mind that one. He's been playing some really consistent golf, especially with the irons. He used to be just a, a really good putter and wedge, but uh, now he's you know picked it up with the mid and long irons too, which I like. And that is just about it. Maybe go back to Mark Hubbard. Uh, I know he kind of fell apart on the weekend, but... He's been playing some good golf, and he has made each of his last four cuts at this event. Yeah, four straight made cuts at this event, and uh, let's see, six straight uh, this year. Even though you know his maybe finishes maybe haven't been as consistent, uh, hasn't been able to put four rounds together. But uh, he tends to stay out of trouble. I like that on this course. 
Uh, you mentioned the history here. So I think Hubbard's a really strong play at 7,500. Uh, Van Royen coming off a top 10 last week as well, I think is fine. Uh, he has three top 25s in his last four starts. So uh, the middle part of this range, Pazudenhout I like as well. Uh, guys that uh, I really think can help round out those balanced builds um, at uh, kind of that 75, 7,600 range. Uh, and then because and then there's another little spot right after that that I don't love either. Um, I know Noto was rooting for a bogey from his uh, his boy Hisatsun there on uh, Friday afternoon to try to move the cut line back, but uh, he made another cut last week. Uh, not a whole lot that I think I need to highlight in the lower part of the 7K range, but I'll get some Cbes, I'll get some Hubbard, I'll get some EVR. Uh, is there anybody else above seven thousand that uh, that you see that you like? Yeah, I was going to bring up Hitsatsun. Uh, he just nailed down the stretch to not move the cut line. And then the next day on Saturday, he shot like four over par. Um, so that was kind of frustrating. <laughs> of but he got invited to the Masters, so it'll be cool seeing him um, teed up at Augusta here in a couple months. And, hey, you're the Ryan Fox whisperer. You were off of him last week, even though it was a bomber bomber course. Do you, uh, you getting back on this week on a tougher track? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he hasn't posted a strong result on the PGA Tour in a while. Um, I, I just I think we got to see something unless he's like 6K, but he's not. So, uh, yeah, I think I'd rather play EBR there at 7,400. I think I agree with you. Um, what about the guy that missed his tee time due to sleeping in? Uh, <laughs> Lucas Glover or Lucas. Maverick McNeely has been playing much better back-to-back top 15s is he is he bad yeah i like i think mcneely's the guy you know he's been super streaky kind of throughout his career had a really bad stretch in the fall swing um and then you know they carried over to start this year a little bit uh but yeah two top 15s four made cuts in a row uh i think uh yeah his zero pointing up for sure mcneely at 7100 doug gim three straight top 15s uh, those are he's a longer hitter as well. Uh, team no putt if you if you want to take that angle. Maybe a putt a little bit better on the Bermuda, but uh, McNeely at seventy one hundred, Gim at seven K. I suppose Glover's all right. Like nobody's gonna play him after missing the uh, the tee time and uh, and being the late scratch. Like he was only like four percent that week, and those four percent of people you know aren't gonna play him. And uh, it just seems like you know since his hot stretch last year. Things have kind of quieted down with Glover, and uh, you know I, I don't hate him at seventy one hundred. I think he'd be in the GPP mix, but uh, yeah, I probably go McNeely, Gim, Glover if I had to rank the three. I'll throw one more name in. Matt Wallace played really well. I thought the first you were going to throw Horschel in there. <laughs> I mean, Bermuda Billy. Uh, <laughs> he just hasn't even in his good finishes recently. It's all been short game. Uh, I think the one week doesn't matter. He always, he just always pulls the rabbit out of his hat around here. But uh, Matt Wallace tends to play well in Florida and uh, he was great through the first two rounds. I think he was tied for the lead last week uh, after Friday, but that didn't last very long. Yeah. At one point when I looked, he was the, uh, the betting favorite uh, for a while there on Friday. Uh, But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, didn't last very long. Uh, 71 74 on the weekend he didn't even finish inside the top 30 uh but uh you know i'm out on horschel i mean are you out on horschel as well i mean let me pull up it just earlier in the year even when he had like his top 20s it was plus 10 strokes short game so 
Yeah, T41 in Phoenix, lost off the tee, lost on approach, lost around the green. It's just hard to – it's all putter. It's all it's all the hero putter or a hero chip. Uh, but, I mean, last four trips here, four made cuts, two top 20s. Uh, he just finds a way. Just finds a way. He's a gator. <laughs> He's gotta, a gator. Got to put that in your model this week. <laughs> gator model. Uh, yeah, I'll still play Gim, even though Gim has uh, is right there around Horschel in salary, uh, same salary, and uh, and Gim has no course history to speak of. That's any good. Three missed cuts in a row, but uh, I'll still play my boy Gim over my not boy Horschel. All right, so let's go ahead and move into the 6Ks. Uh, you got uh, – I'm always partial to Davis Thompson. A couple top 20, top 25s in a row isn't going to change that. You got Valamaki in here coming off a good finish. He's at 6,600. Um, Carson Young, Ben Griffin, guys that we have maybe played over in the past that aren't in the best of current form. Uh, of course, as usual, give me Thomas or Thompson in this range, but – uh, anybody that's standing out to you in your first look here. Yeah, I really like Ben Griffin, T21 here last year, a guy that's very good with his irons, very good putter. And uh, we also saw him, you know, kind of in contention at the players uh, last year too. So maybe he likes the Florida swing. I like Carson Young, really good ball striking week last week to finish in the top 10. He was T29 here last year. Uh, and then I like Johnny Vegas. You know, he wasn't great on the weekend, but uh He's slowly coming back from his injury. He's made five straight cuts here. Nothing worse than T42. So I think there's some like safe made cut options here. I mean, Lee Hodges tends to play this course well each year. Gary Woodland kind of flashed. I see what you're doing, play. looking for those safe made cut options in here. I see. Well, the you're problem is FanDuel, the FanDuel, they only uh they don't post that many odds. So typically the cutoffs are like uh, it's only like the top 50 mid-sevens. guys or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But uh yeah, we, we I can't be the one that does the miscut, so I might have to play it more safe this week. <laughs> Rory McElroy at minus <laughs> 1500 will be Noto's pick into the parlay. Um, all right, uh, my guy, another guy here. Uh, I think it, I'm ready to board the uh, the Bobby Mack train. Uh, T6 last week, he was top 20 in the field in approach, top, th- uh, I think he was sixth. I looked at it before the show. In uh, off the tee, we know the talents there. I think the game will translate better in Florida for Bobby Mack than it did in California. So, 6,500 signed me up for some Bobby Mack, particularly in GPPs this week. Um, I think he's by far the guy I like the most in the mid 6K range. Um, CT Pan has some pretty solid results here as well and is coming off a top 10 finish last week. So, if you're looking down towards the bottom of the barrel, I know if you look at CT Payne's DraftKings profile, it says two of 10 cuts made this year. Uh, but uh, again, we're, we're, we're moving to different uh, course styles, different grass types. So guys who tend to struggle in California, Hawaii, a lot of those POA courses that we've seen uh, early in the year doesn't mean they can't have success with the switch to Florida. So if you're looking for GPP options, CT Pan. Uh, definitely Bobby Mack are the guys that I like this week. You going back to your boy Toasty or uh, who else you like here as we get to the bottom? Uh, uh, I don't know about Toasty yet. Um, <laughs> CT Penn, he seems to have a good course history at every course. I don't understand <laughs> how he's so bad now. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. That's cherry picking. It's cherry picking. But I like Dylan Wu at 6,100, coming off of a pretty good week last week. Um, his recent miss cuts have been like on the number, and then two for two here with the 10th and the 30th. After that, uh, I haven't ran my model yet, so I don't know who's actually popping there. But uh, yeah, if there's any, I'll uh, I'll put them in the Discord or in my article. Yeah, so check out uh, that uh, content for uh, later in the week. And uh, again, in the Discord, you can get in there for free. Uh, maybe even a 5K option in my player pool this week. I might play some Bramlets again. Uh, he was a popular value last week. Uh, I mean, nothing really special with the finish. I think T38, but uh, faded a bit on Sunday. I think he's fine. Uh, if you absolutely need somebody in the fives, uh, I think he's passable at 5,900. Um, Man, I, I jinxed him hard on Sunday. I played him in my main showdown lineup. I think he lost four and a half stroke putting or something on Sunday alone. It was pretty good. That's no fun when that happens. Uh, I looked up Toasty's putting splits when you were talking. So he lost uh, 4.9 strokes putting in two rounds. And he made like four 20 footers. He made, he made a couple longer ones to balance out the six three putts. Um it's just a weird, just a weird week for him, for sure. All right, so uh, stay tuned. If we get some more picks towards the bottom, we'll uh, make sure we pass some of those along in the Discord here throughout the week. And uh, with that, it is time for us to probably transition to our snake draft portion of the show. So if you're looking to uh, hop off, feel free to do that now. Uh, but before you do so, uh, hit that thumbs up button or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We appreciate that very much. Again, check out the Discord. We'll get those made pu- made cut parlays going uh, as we get closer to tea time on Wednesday, rotogrinders.com backslash Discord. And also, for those of you that are premium subscribers, check out our Sim Labs tool that we've got rolling for golf. Uh, lots of good stuff here as we get into the meat of the PGA Tour schedule. So uh, if you are taking off, thanks for joining us.